use everything God gave you. You can do it. Bro, let's go. I know you're better than this. Be everything God made you to be. Don't quit. What is this, 2020? Y'all, forget losing track of the days of the week and all this quarantining going on. How about losing track of the whole year? <laughs> Look, the struggle is real. It absolutely is real. And y'all, I am, I have some, I always have these, these topics um, that I think you guys want to hear. Of course, I'm always open to you sharing with me what it is you actually would love to talk about, but you guys have been giving me some really solid feedback and you've been showing up consistently every Monday at one o'clock central. And for that, I love you guys. Um, as you know, I'm live on Facebook here and I am live on YouTube. And so today we are talking about two specific things. One, the quarantine summer. I never in my life would have thought that I would have a quarantine summer. It just, but at the same time, how many of us have ever thought that we would have had a summer of, um, I don't know, pandemicness? May not be a word, but y'all feel me. We are in a whole pandemic. Never in my life would have, I would have thought that that would have been a part of my story. Just never would I have thought. But then also I ran into this article by Psychology Today that talks about the four types of grief you never knew uh, or nobody ever told you about. Nobody ever told you about. And I think these were pretty eye-opening because even in, in my age, in the 40s department, not quite year there, but almost, I have already experienced some of these griefs or losses, and I'm not even in my 50s yet. Some of the hits, the loss, and the griefs that some of us may be taking um, that we may not have even known, you know, was could come, but how do we kind of prepare for that? You know, how do we talk through those things? Like, how do we prepare? How do we pray? How do we get our spirits ready and braced to handle some of the losses that life may give us that we never wanted, that we never had any desire to deal with? We don't look, I don't want to take a hit, but if a hit is inevitable, God help me to be able to sustain. So before we jump into those uh, topics, I want to remind you guys to visit itspriscillab.com. If you are a true loyal don't be useless podcast listener. Join me at itspriscillab.com and sign up for my email list. I want you to subscribe. Right now, it's not as active in terms of all the content that I want to get out to you that I haven't, but July is the month where you guys will start to see things that I believe will help you, kind of point you in different directions of things that I think will be encouraging for you, motivating for you. Or if you're like, I don't know what to watch, I don't know what to what I'm into right now, let me just go see what she's into. I'll also give you some kind of the behind the scenes of what I listen to, what I watch, and things like that, that kind of help me to be encouraged in all of those things. So... As you know, this podcast is here to help you deliver on your vision for your life that's in your heart, build your confidence, and help you use those God-given gifts. And one of the ways we're doing that today is we want to actually give some margin in our life because right now, it feels tight. This pandemic, all this stuff going on, the everything just feels so tight, like the walls are closing in. Does that make sense? 
it feels like stuff is like tight walls closing in situations and it can be a little bit difficult navigating but I have found myself with a few wins okay in June as we wrap up June and one of those wins for me is even though your girl has gained plenty of quarantine weight I have gained plenty I haven't even stepped on the scale to see what the number is I don't want to know what the what the numbers on the scale. I don't I don't, I don't want to know what that is. Mm-mm. But I know I have, okay? Because I can see it, okay? I also um have taken a little bit of a loss because even though, you know, the pounds have come up, another loss is me and Chick-fil-A are steady friends. Me and Chick-fil-A are friends, y'all. And we need to unfriend each other because there is no way your girl can reach her destiny of fitness like I was two years ago if your girl is friends with Sweet Tea, okay? Because Sweet Tea and me cannot be together, okay? That is just sugar that my body says, we're gonna make this fat right now. Okay, so that is something that I think in July, y'all, I think for real, for real, I'm going to have to fast it. I'm going to have to cut that thing uh, or something. Um, But in terms of wins, I have started run. Okay, I was going to say running. It's really walk, walk running, not jogging, walk running. Here's what I mean. So I have joined the Nike Run Club app. Uh, Me, along with some of my uh, discipleship ladies, I lead a discipleship group and uh, call Sister Hill Level Up. They are a phenomenal group of women. And we're in this Nike Run Club app and we can kind of see, you know, whenever we're hitting the road. And honestly, it motivates me. It motivates me to see them walking and getting those miles in. But y'all, I hit... I believe near or at 16 miles, 16 walked, a little bit of jogged, walk, jog in June, in June. So now July is about to start and I got to get myself together in terms of, okay, what am I going to do to make sure I am healthy? You know, it's not just about weight for me, healthy y'all. So that's kind of where I am. I really want to reset for June. July 1st starts the second half of the year. And for me, there are some areas that I need a do-over. I need a do-over. I need to reset the clock and I need to start over for this second half of the year. I don't know about you, but as I was mentioning, one of those areas is definitely putting more miles to the pavement. I've got those 16 miles under me in June. July, I got to amp up those miles. I'm going to have to start giving you guys updates on some of these goals I have for myself. I want to amp up my miles and reduce my sugar and carb intake. For me, if I do that, I'm winning. I feel better. I feel lighter. I have more energy. Second, I got to get my sleeping back under control because I find that in this quarantine space, and I think especially mamas are going to feel me on this, we have been parenting nonstop for months. And I know that we're mamas. I know we're dads and parents. But y'all, we get breaks when they go to school. Those are breaks. When we go to church and our kids are in, in the kids area, that is a straight up break. So parenting 24-7 for months, your girl get tired. 
Okay. I know my parents feel me. Those who are listening on um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening, those who may be watching live or, or will watch the replay. Look, it gets, it gets real. And I need a reset for July in that. I think I'm going to have to take mommy breaks. You guys know I just went on this momcation. I think I'm going to have to take more breaks like that. Like if we're going to keep quarantining and I'm not going to get no break from family and responsibility in the home because work is home and home is work in the cycle. I'm deucing out at least two or three more, like once a month. I need a whole day by myself. Look. So I can recover, so I can get my energy back, so I can just sleep in or whatever. So I'll keep you guys posted on how my quarantine summer is going. But before we jump into these four types of grief nobody ever told you about, which as I told you guys at the beginning of this, I've already experienced some of these in my life and I'm not, not even in my 50s or 60s yet. I need to know what you are comfortable doing this summer. Now, everybody doesn't get a vacation. Let's say you were like me in my 20s where every paycheck I needed, I'm running behind, you know, trying to catch up on bills or whatever. I couldn't take a real vacation. All of us are not in the same state. You guys know I'm in Texas and Texas has been growing in their coronavirus numbers. And because of that, I can already feel the nervousness and the fear in the air. Y'all, even the other day, someone said, nope, this was yesterday. Someone said, hey, they're going to do another shutdown. Nobody panic if you're in Texas, definitely in Austin where I am. And they were like, they're going to do another shutdown. Get your toilet tissue. Okay. All right. So it looks like we may be going back indoors again. Now, because of that, I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Where is my summer going to go? Because I got these kids here and you may or may not have kids. It don't matter. Summertime, you want a break. And right now, we're not going to be able to get festivals and fun outdoor things that people throw in the summer. And maybe we can't go on vacation. But I think before we jump into our more uh, in-depth topic today, I want to ask you a couple different, I want to pitch to you a couple different scenarios. And I want you to tell me if you would take this type of trip, if you would go to this type of place right now, whatever state you're in, whatever city you're in. Okay. Do you feel comfortable flying on an airplane to go anywhere right now? Do you feel comfortable flying on an airplane to go anywhere right now? Drop it in the comments. I want to know. Second, do you feel comfortable renting a room, a house, or whatever, Airbnb on the lake, whatever it would be? Do you feel comfortable renting an Airbnb? I ask that because you know someone has been, been in there before you. Do you feel comfortable? All right, I'm seeing the comments. I'm seeing, no, I'm not getting on an airplane. No, I'm not getting on an airplane. Uh, thanks, Linda. Um, Tina said, I'm road tripping everyone at this point. Look, nope. Ken said, nope, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I know that's right. Would you do it? Um, Airbnb. That's the second one. Third, 
I'm a pull Tina's. Do you feel comfortable taking a road trip? Would you drive three or four hours away from your home and enjoy a place? What about a cabin? Look, you may have to go nature on this thing. Glamping. Have y'all heard of glamping? Glamorous camping, where it's almost like a little house, but it's a camper. Oh, Alicia said, I just don't do Airbnb, period. Wow. That sounds like you got a story behind that one. Because I definitely do, but I'm I'm picky. I'm picky little. I'm I'm picky. Okay. All right. So I'm curious if you guys are comfortable staying local too. Because y'all, we have to, like, we seriously have to be able to do something to clear our heads. And that's where this quarantine summer conversation came from I'm like guys we got to be able to clear our heads this summer we got to be able to do some check out of our normal grind and I feel like that's just really important I know mental health is like a big deal um it's a big conversation right now but whether it's a big conversation or not what are you gonna do to clear your head and all of that this summer I'm considering and this is something just small I came up with tell me if you guys have ideas Y'all, frozen yogurt is a thing. If you're in the country, if you're in the suburbs, if I don't care where you are, there is frozen yogurt somewhere, somehow near you, where you can drive in and go chill at a park. Go, like, you gotta do something different. Because if you are in a constant grind, it's gonna catch up with you. You're gonna get tired, snappy. If you are a parent, if you a mom specifically, take your momcation. If you a dad, Take a dadcation. Now for me, I am comfortable, like you guys know, because I did this last week and dropped a video on YouTube. I am comfortable going to a hotel, staying there for a day or two, and going out to get my food. And I bring my wipes and I literally, if y'all can see me, replay can't see me, but I, I'm pretending like I'm wiping out this microphone. I take a Lysol wipe. I wipe down every piece. French fries, I'm all around the container. And then I sanitize when I'm done. Y'all, my process is no joke because if anybody touch anything that could potentially have corona that I'm about to touch, there is no way I'm gonna take the risk um, by not sanitizing everything. That is for me. I also recognize that being a pastor, if myself or my husband goes down, hundreds of people are impacted. I take that very seriously. So we are going to be sanitized and keeping ourselves together. So when I go to a hotel room, y'all, I am wiping it down. Look, wipe, wipe, wipe it down. I don't even know who, who wraps that. I don't know. I don't care. I think it's so cute. So um, I'm wiping down everything. All in the hotel from the light switches, the door handles. Um, I even took a Lysol wipe to the floor on the side of the bed that I'm on. I'm not playing, okay? So if you were able to take a checkout or a break this summer, what kind are you gonna consider doing? Maybe you didn't have plans before this, but you realize I do need to take a checkout. I do need to take a couple of days off and just get a breather. What are you gonna do with that? Don't just waste it watching TV. Maybe, maybe, but do it somewhere that's not at home. Come away from your quarantine safe space um, just to check out. All right. So let me go to your comments here. So on Facebook, Ken says yes to a road trip, went to the beach a couple weeks ago with the fam. 
Love it. Kim, what type of place did you stay in when you were at the beach? Did you Airbnb, house, hotel? What I try to do is not to go any place where I have to um, get on the elevator. So like if I, when we went to the beach a couple weeks ago, we were, um, you, there was steps access. So when you walk out of your condo, it's kind of like an open area. So you can just go down the steps. So that way we're not getting into a confined airspace where people have been in, right? Cause at the beach, no one's wearing a mask, right? You go into the beach, you're not wearing a mask to the beach. So we were being really, really careful about that. Um, Andrea said, we went on a nature walk with the kids this weekend. It was so nice to get out. I bet it was, you know, hiking is a thing. Look, you're going to be hot right now, but is it worth it? Would you wake up early and go hiking? That's not my testimony yet, but one day I feel like I will be able to get there. One day, y'all, one day. (laughs) Alicia says on Facebook, I'm right there with you. I stayed at a hotel in Corpus Christi a few weeks back and I sanitized everything, everything. The thing about Airbnb is you can see if somebody was in there before you showed up. So knowing that the coronavirus can only last so long on surfaces, if there was at least a day where it was empty before I walked in, the chances of the coronavirus being there are very, very slim. I still wipe it down, but guys, it's it's not going to jump out and grab us, right? I think the people part is something you have to be careful of and the surfaces we have to be careful of, but it looks like you guys are thinking about taking your mental breaks and taking your checkouts this summer. And that's it. I want to check in on you guys when it comes to um, taking care of yourself. All right. What is the vision for your summer? Because some of us, it may have crashed and burned. So now we need to think about how we're going to take that break. For some of you, maybe all the time you can get is an evening. Like you may need to have somebody come watch your kids. Like, hey, do you mind you know, quarantining yourself or being in for three days and temperature checking and then coming to babysit the kids? Would you consider doing that? Where someone is in agreement, like, yeah, I will cook my own food for three days. I won't touch, interact. I will come help you. Is there a mom swap off, a parent, family, date night swap off that can happen? All right. Moving right along, guys, we're about to jump into, um, we're about to lead into the profuse point. I always like to leave every podcast with a specific point, something that I believe will challenge you and to help you deliver on your vision, build your confidence, or help you also use your God-given gifts. But I want to start this conversation with something that I saw online. It was released by Psychology Today. And the title of it is Four Types of Grief Nobody Told You About. Four Types of Grief Nobody Told You About. Um, When I saw the list, it struck me. As I said earlier, I've experienced some of these losses in my life. And I'm not in my 50s or 60s. Like I'm some of these losses I experienced early. And they were eye-opening and jarring for me too. Like I was like, whoa. I never would have thought in my life I would have taken this type of hit. And so uh, the profuse point I want to leave you with is around navigating life after you've taken these types of hits. And honestly, I think quarantine is bringing us, has punched some of us harder than others. And some of us right now, like right now we're taking hits. So 
I believe just as a community, we can be more aware of some of the hits. Other people are taking losses, but let me kind of bring four of them to the surface to you as a result of what Psychology Today uh, shared with us. So here's the first type of loss that they listed. Four types of grief nobody told you about. One is the loss of identity. This is the loss of a role or an affiliation. For example, there are people who used to be pastors that are no longer pastors anymore. We've had many come through our church, no longer pastors anymore. That identity that they had, their life's vision or mission is like gone and they're trying to recover from it. They don't know how to sit in a pew anymore because they used to be a pastor and They've taken the loss of an identity there. For some people, unfortunately, it's the loss of being a parent if they've lost a child. This is a loss or an identity that you may once have had and now it's gone. Um, I think for me, one of the loss of identities that I had was being a, an HR professional. This may sound superficial, but I want you guys to follow me here. Um, when I first started in my career, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I got a degree in psychology and I started by helping it with nonprofits. So I was working with, um, gosh, I can't even remember now, but it's a government, um, organization that goes into inner city schools and helps with tutoring and all of those things. So I did that after school, but then after I did that, I'm like, what's going to be my next job? I applied for enterprise rent a car, got the job. And that kind of put me into a place of, oh, I'm a salesperson. That is what I'm doing. Like enterprise is sales, okay? It's all that insurance we sell it. We're all getting marked against it. I was like the top three in my district uh, month over month. Like I was like, oh, I'm good at this. I can sell. But then uh, God brought me another opportunity of becoming a recruiter. And that's where I learned about human resources. But then when I was in Michigan, My husband was a minister. He had just got into the ministry. I was in Michigan. My boss set me up in a way that caused me to get fired. And when I say set me up, it was plain and dry. I was not supposed to be fired from that job. I had already told the boss, hey, I don't think I'm qualified to do the things you're asking me to do. And you know, in HR, there's a lot of legal stuff around that. I was wrongfully terminated and I was pregnant with my second son at the time. So I'm a black female and I'm pregnant. So needless to say, when they came in to release me, the lawyer was there. Okay. Because I could have filed a suit so fat, it would have been massive, but I did not do it. Not to say that you should never do it, but I did not do it. And for me, the devastation in that moment was I will never be a HR person again. Like I was taking pride in that. I didn't know people who were that professional in my life or in my family. I was, yes, rocking and rolling. I had taken on the identity of the work that I did. And when it was taken from me, it hurt. Have you ever had a part of who you were? Maybe you were an entrepreneur and it's gone. Maybe you were you know, the fitness lady, the thing, whatever it is. And now life has hit you and now you got setbacks and you're not that anymore. But taking the hit of 
a loss of identity. The second thing that they shared, guys, was the loss of safety. Now, here's the thing, okay? With everything happening in the climate, I believe that black people experience a loss of safety a lot more than maybe the average person. I'm just saying, okay? I think it's been played out in the media pretty rapidly over the last couple of months, but you talk about a loss of safety? For me, that came at a young age, all right? We feel a loss, and I'm saying we, speaking of people who've experienced the things that I'm about to talk about, no matter your color, but definitely if you're black. I have experienced a loss of safety when I moved from the suburbs of Oklahoma, in Oklahoma, where my dad was there in ministry school, and he moved us back to inner city Memphis, Tennessee, which I'm born in Memphis, moved us back there, and... I am in the hood where gang violence is running rampant. I'm waking up and there's somebody body outlined on, on chalked out on the street. I'm walking to school and I know that some of these people passing me are in gangs. And if some, the wrong person passed me and they decide to shoot them, I'm out. So I went at a young age as a teenager, early teen, I went from safety, even though I was the only black kid for miles around, <laughs> But there was still a sense of safety for me compared to going back into an inner city spot, y'all. So this one, loss of safety is defined as a sense of physical or mental well-being has been lost. So what if you realize that the person you're with is an abuser? Wake up call, loss of safety. Okay, what if you um, begin to, you're driving on a road trip, like some of us may take this summer, we're driving on a road trip and we drive through an area and we all of a sudden feel this sense of, whoa, this isn't a safe area. It's good because you can keep driving past it. But for some people, you may have thought you were in a safe or a good place and then life came, popped you and now you're like, ooh. I'm taking a hit around my safety. And for women, um, I've seen it reported multiple times that the number one need for a woman is security. So I would imagine a loss of safety resonates with women, maybe even a lot more than men. All right. The third type of grief, but then they define this one as a loss of autonomy. This one is a loss of ability to manage one's own life or affairs. Y'all, when I read this one, it made me sad. And it also made me think about my grandma, which I'm going to try not to get emotional. But um, I watched my grandmother lose her ability to manage her own affairs and lose the ability to manage her own life. And, um, she developed in dementia and she had to get put in a nursing home. So the last few years of her life, when I would come into town to visit her, um, in Mississippi, she was not at her house anymore. She was, you know, at a nursing home, which was very different for me because growing up, she was one of the only adults in my life that I felt like loved me. No, she wasn't saying, I loved you. I love you. She wasn't hugging me. Touch and all that wasn't a part of my life growing up, um, like loving touch. Um, but it was how she looked at me. It was how she asked me questions. It was her trust in me. 
And because of that, like I had a great relationship with my grandmother, um, even though it may not have been as snugly as some other people, but watching her lose the ability to manage her own life was difficult. And um, this is something that I'm like, Lord, knowing that genetically, this is something that could try to threaten me later in life. God, I don't want this to be my story. It's something that I definitely pray about, but I in no way want to live in fear. Um, So a loss of autonomy is the third. Now let's jump into uh, the fourth. The fourth type of grief no one ever told you about our dreams and expectations. If I could drop my mic without breaking it, I would drop my mic right now. Dreams and expectation. This is the fourth type of grief or loss that nobody told you about according to psychology today. Dreams or expectations. And this is how they define it. An unfulfilled hope or loss of sense of understanding. An unfulfilled hope or loss or sense of understanding. Guys, when I read this one, multiple things came to mind for me because I have definitely taken hits in terms of a loss of expectations or dreams that I thought would be that have not or I don't believe will happen for me. Something that I I wanted and, you know, In my mind, it was going to happen and then boom, there it is. Have you ever experienced any of these losses, guys? A loss of identity, something you really associated with yourself and it got taken. A loss of safety, a loss of autonomy, but fourth, a loss, a loss of dreams or expectations. I've watched um, a close friend of mine who got married, had a child and found out her husband was cheating on her. And she found it out in the worst way. She had one of her cop friends follow him after he was leaving a business that they co-owned. And when he followed him, it was to a hotel. It was a horrible situation. I'm on the phone with her while she's bawling her face out. I'm crying with her. It was one of the worst situations. But as I walked her through, you know, I walked alongside her As she had to recover from that, they had a son and I heard her tell me, I have gone from what I thought would be a married woman for the rest of my life to a single mother. So for her, the dream or the expectation that she lost was, whoa, I thought I would be a a mom with my kids married and now I'm a single parent. It's just a loss or a hit that I've taken that I just did not think that I would ever have to take. I would think another would be if your business folds, you had a dream of being a business owner, you thought it would be thriving, it wasn't what you thought it would be, and then boom, you're taking the hit for that. Let me transition, guys, into what I call the profuse point. This is something I want to highly emphasize to you uh, today in regards to the grieving process of something you thought would be 2020 for a lot of us, we thought was going to be a fire year. This is your year of restoration. This is your year of all of this. 
first, let me say the year's not over and God's not finished. So we're not going to, you know, wipe our hands with 2020 and walk away from 2020 like God's not still here. And he is bigger than our pandemic. He's bigger than the situations and the struggles and the issues. God is way bigger than this. So we're not going to go there. I encourage you not to go there. Look at me. I got all fired up. But I do want to encourage you to consider that you may need to grieve from the loss of something that you once held so dear. You really wanted this thing. You really thought, yeah, I see that Tasha, loss of identity. You really thought this would happen for you. You were really hoping this would come through or that would come through and it didn't. But what do you do with that grief? First of all, please face the grief. I love how the Bible says that God heals the brokenhearted. It said multiple times in the word that the people who have broken hearts, that God actually heals, but God doesn't do anything without your permission. So you have to give God an opportunity to work on that heart. If it's heavy, if you think about that situation and it can bring you to tears or you feel a bit jarred by, you know, somebody bringing it up or it's something you don't ever like to talk about. You may not have grieved the situation yet. You may not have faced the fact that this happened or that happened. And now you need to let it go. Okay. Let it go. Let it go. Dun, 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 dun. The new Molly music song. Anyway, moving on. So I want you to face the grief by actually sharing that thing with God, talking to him about it. But can you say the words, God help me to heal from the loss of my marriage. God helped me to heal from the loss of my car that I loved. Some of us, the identity was just in a car we drove. God helped me to grieve from the loss of my church. There, <coughs> excuse me. There have been, I don't have Corona, I promise. There have been churches that there have been major splits and breakups and some people have not mourned the loss of that situation, it's still carried with them. It's still heavy. It still hurts. Have you have you mourned that loss? And so I want to encourage you to consider doing that. So which one of these, if any, have, um, have you maybe experienced that you never saw coming loss of identity for sure. All right. And I have a comment here on Facebook. I'm going to read and it says, Yes, I'm struggling with that now. My expectations, dreams that I had for my life definitely did not turn out the way that I thought. And when I read that, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, Alicia, but something that I think about for women is a lot of times as young girls, we dream or think about what we want our life to be like when we grow up. We're, it's a part of, you know, who we are. Oh, I want this. I want that. And um, marriage normally is a part of that. But there are so many great women who are still single. And I say still because I know many who don't want to be. Um, and I think that is definitely a loss that a lot of women don't see coming. Where, man, can I find a good man that I believe can really um, help me to be, um, get out of the category of single. Like, be married. Like, live happily. Um, I think parenthood is another loss 
that many women don't see coming where you thought that you would be a mom and you haven't found the right, the right person for you. And because you want to do it in the confines of marriage. And so you're like, look, I don't know if I'm ever going to be those things. And that is definitely a loss. And when it comes to grieving it, it's a balance. Ooh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a side journey for a moment. It's a balance when you're like, okay, do I keep praying for this? Or do I ask, do I just release it to God and, and just accept that this will never happen for me? But how do I do that and have faith at the same time? So where, how do I handle this? Am I supposed to have faith for and believe that I'm going to find this person and I'm going to have this life that I want? Or do I just let this thing go and grieve the loss of this vision for my life? Guys, I have um, heard that question many times and not all the time has that question um, been in the church space. And I'm not in that situation now, but something that I have learned over time is anything could straight up happen. Like just with the friend I told you about who thought that she'd be married a long time. She has a business with this man, all the, a son and her life takes a severe turn. I don't think anyone's life is exempt from taking hits or losses, whether you're single married or whatever. No one is exempt. So you have to really consider how am I going to deal with any loss when it comes? But going back to um, if you're single and how do you manage this? I definitely believe that if you have a strong desire to be with someone, like if you have a desire to, to date, to marry, to whatever, then I say keep hope for that. But in the meantime, don't be distracted by that. If every time you're at a store and every time you're anywhere, any attractive man makes you change your posture, just be careful that you are not so much on the hunt that you aren't focused on the things, projects, spaces, volunteering, or however God wants you to use your life right now. Um, because I know there are women, man, we can get consumed with stuff. Y'all already know we can obsess and get consumed and go all in. So I'm just asking that you not go so far in, um, to what you want and what you want to see that you allow it to distract you. Okay. So a comment here says, I thought I would be further along in my career based off my education and experience. Of course, marriage and kids, I just thought my life would be different. And this is something that I think is uh, the story of many women. And I appreciate your vulnerability as always. Amazing. Um, I think there's a lot of us who thought our life would be different. Um, and it's not what it, it's just not what we expected. But I do want to stress that if God has said that there is a purpose for everything under the sun. If he has said that he has called you to him. And if God has said that he has called you to be um, a person of purpose, which all of us are. And that he has given you a vision for your life. I want to challenge that right now. Your The vision for your life may not need to be five and ten years out. Um, I would challenge that the vision for your life may need to be within the next year. Within the next year, here's what I want to see happen in my life. Within the next year, here are the things, and I'm talking about specifically the things you can control. I'm not talking about the stuff you can't control because you can't necessarily control 
you know, marriage or someone, you know, being with you or all the things you can't necessarily control those things. So what has God put within your reach right now that he's asking you, Hey, I want you to move forward in this. I want you to put your attention to this because I believe that there's purpose in this time now and God will take care of the rest. There's a reason why you still want to be married. If you still want to be married, it's because it's for you. God says he wants to give you the desires of your heart. And I want to see you have those things too. But I believe that there is purpose in the moment, even if the grand scheme, big picture of things is not coming to place the way you think it should or you want it to. Okay? All right. So I hope that that impacted you um, in a way that has helped you Um, you know, just gain some clarity. And when it comes to grieving different things that we've lost in life from, again, our identity, maybe you've lost a sense of safety, maybe you've lost autonomy, but a big one is the loss of a dream or an expectation and giving all of those losses back to God by talking through this thing with him, by getting into the word and getting repaired in your spirit, um, and not carrying around the loss, especially if it was an identity. Don't carry around that loss with you, but recover and rebuild from those things. All right, so this is the last episode in June. We're about to start July. And like I shared with you guys earlier, I am taking the second half of my year very seriously. July 1st is on Wednesday. And your girl is jumping into July with a vengeance as if it's January 1st. Okay, catch me on Instagram in places and definitely catch me on email. Go to ispracillab.com and sign up for my email list. I'm gonna be walking through my journey and different things I'm discovering, learning, and God is showing me um, with those who have subscribed all of my day ones, y'all are my day ones when you show up here faithfully, cause I'm still at the beginning of what God has for me and the journey and my life. Um, I want to re- read this other comment. I think it's so good. It says, uh, Tina says it helps me when I feel like I am not where I thought to focus on the career, on the ministry and remind myself to keep waiting for God's best instead of settling. Absolutely. Focus on what's in front of you. What's in front of you, not just what you want, but what's in front of you now, what God has the access and the things God has given to you now and letting God do the rest. If you still desire it, still talk to God about it. Don't just drop it unless you feel like you're supposed to, but I am encouraging you to hang on. God is bigger than what you don't have. But, um, I am going to see you guys on email, um, on Instagram and other places, but guys, my husband and I are going to be having this talk tonight at seven o'clock central. And this talk is coming from the perspective of a black woman and a white man in a marriage who are, who is raising biracial kids in this current climate. Um, how we talk to them about different things. Our kids have faced racial things already, all three of them. Um, and so just kind of how we figure, how we have talked to those things with our children, we're looking for a community dialogue and we're going to have this conversation on the faith for life, Austin Facebook page. We're going to try to also stream it into YouTube too, but definitely we're going to be on those two places, um, and talking through these very specific things, um, with, um, with everyone. 
And so we hope that you join us tonight at 7 p.m. Um, if you are listening to this um, on Apple, Spotify, and other places, then you can definitely check out that video um, at another time. I'll try to upload the audio. I think that would be really good if I'm able to grab that. I'll try to do that for my listeners as a bonus. Um, but I love you guys, and I hope you guys are having an excellent year despite the drama. But consider resetting July 1st with me. I'll see you guys next Monday. Bye.